Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. If you don't know that your vote is counted and counted fairly, why then we have no democracy. It becomes ruled by a small group of elite insiders who manipulate what looks like a democracy for their own advantage. They're happy with the way it is right now. When some voters are intimidated, some voters don't participate, we make a, a burden on voting so that they get to rule instead of the will of the people. Here we are exporting democracy around the world, not only in Iraq, but many other countries, Ukraine with the Orange Revolution. And some of those countries have a better voting system than we do. Give me a break. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. As always, I am joined by the mix master of production engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't be so quiet. <laughs> I know. We've when you say my name, we've been we've been so mellow so far. Of course, every Groovathon is firmly rooted in an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? I'm doing great. Beautiful miss, weather. I missed Lost you, man. Lost last. Here we are. I know. We've we, uh, been on a, uh, I guess, soon-to-be traditional late winter, early spring, one-month hiatus or something like that. You know, once again, testing the adage, absence makes the heart grow fonder to its very limit. I'll say this. You know, having been away for four weeks, Okay, mm. I, I realized, like, I became aware of how much shit can actually happen. Oh, boy. Every day. Every day. Do, you know, when Billy Graham died, I thought yeah. he was already dead. No. Okay. <laughs> I thought they were talking about superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, all right. Yeah. I, I, I thought he, I figured he must have been dead already. So, I also figured superstar Billy Graham would be also dead. All the steroids. Here's one that caught my eye. Stephen Hawking. Greed and stupidity are what will end the human race. No shit, Sherlock. That's the yeah, smartest guy on the planet. That's it. There it is. <clears throat> you can't do anything better than In that. In other huh? news. Hear that uh, Dylan Radigan, our boy uh, Dylan, yes. running for Congress. Up in, uh, I guess it's the Lake Placid area of New York. Oh, I was, I can't afford to live there. Because I want to move into his... Oh, I can't afford to live there. I don't know. We'll see how that will go. He's got some videos out. It's pretty interesting stuff. Of course, on the other hand, uh, Cynthia Nixon from uh, yes, Sex and the City. She's going to challenge good, good Cuomo for her for the Democrat. good for her. She's got pluck. Yeah, pluck. Yeah. Is, is that what they're calling it these days? That's what I call it. <laughs> well, obviously, since we've been away for a while, you can you can hear that I'm getting. I like I've got that cold thing coming. I don't, on. don't no spitting. <laughs> well, I'm doing the best I can. I you know we I I I'm committed. I'm fucking committed. There's obviously a lot of stuff to get to today. What do we got? We got Wuss Weasels, Schumer, and Pelosi continue to prove that they can suck at the art of the deal with the best of them. <laughs> or the worst of them, as the case may be. Uh, let me see. GOP pussies in Pennsylvania take a powder 
on their convictions by choosing to hightail it towards the exits instead of trying to retain their gerrymandered seats. Here's one. Yeah. Trying to get back on our good side. And the man tweets truth to populism. I swear to God. We, we love her. Yes, here. we and do. We love him here. We love him and her. Uh, let me see and what else we got. Oh, move over F-35 jet project because there's a new military money pit in town. It's called the B-21 Raider. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I hope it's expensive. It is. The cost overruns on this one should dwarf the $150 billion and counting that uh, Lockheed Martin has pilfered from taxpayers with the uh, F-35. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, well, we got Dennis Miller's rant about the First Amendment is going to set the table for you and I to feast on the carcass of the Second Amendment. And uh, forget about the Russians. Because I've got your colluding influence peddlers right here. <laughs> of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by the finest, most diverse group anywhere on the air. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood. Florida, that is. It's just past 8 o'clock on the Big Island, the low out of the Kyle crew. Just past 7 at night, Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, the rest of Western Europe. And just past 9, Istanbul. Shout out to RCT. Gramps, you got everything queued up? I do. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groove with Don on SoFloRadio.com.
Watching you scheme on a brother for a night The choose between a have and a have not Do you doubt the shade of vanilla? I play Elvis and you play Priscilla Oh, we no hero, Benny yet Billy D Advertise cheap liquor for a feet A Brooklyn queen, Russell's Russell Simmons It's like Tyson Russian Gibbons We are looking for the Brooklyn We are looking for the Brooklyn queen We are looking for the Brooklyn 
want to get off on a rant here, but after September 11th, freedom of speech in America has become a topic that's touchier than a Vatican summer camp. You know, our, our founding fathers were supreme champions of freedom of speech, but we should never forget that Alexander Hamilton was shot over something he said, because in their infinite wisdom, our founding fathers also gave us the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, which is a reminder that while we can pretty much say and do whatever we want, you better watch it, asshole. <laughs> The free speechers always argue the slippery slope theory. If you muzzle free speech before you know it, we're living in 1984 and Big Brother is picking out our ties for us. Those seeking to control free speech, on the other hand, argue that if we allow Johnny Soulpatch to burn the flag, before you know it, we're living in the Lord of the Flies and Piggy is fighting for his life. But there is a middle ground between government rule and mob rule, a place where only those who can make obscure references to literature, art, and pop culture on their weekly cable show will be allowed to speak freely. <laughs> A utopia, if you will. <laughs> you know, our enemies see our diversity of opinion as evidence that we are weak and divided, but is the very presence of a vibrant marketplace of ideas that ensures our continued survival. That, of course, and the high-tech weapons that can lock in on the glint off a scimitar from 5,000 miles away. <laughs> As much as I believe that our leaders have followed exactly the right course in wiping out the Taliban assholes who gave safe haven to the murderers of my fellow citizens, I recognize that the dissenters to the war and the verbal defenders of our enemies fulfill a vital function in our democracy. Specifically, they give me somebody to hate whose name I can actually pronounce. <laughs> As much as we don't like to admit it, you've got to say the freedom to bash the U.S. government is a unique and beautiful phenomenon when done with a certain degree of panache. I've noticed that in the Middle East, when they burn the American flag, they aren't even using real flags. They're just using flags painted on the sheets. And this really pisses me off because there are hardworking kids in Taiwan who make our flags <laughs> who can use every penny they get. As a matter of fact, at this point, the only thing that galls me about someone burning the American flag is how unoriginal it is. I mean, if you're going to pull the freedom of speech card, don't be a hack. Come up with something interesting. Fashion old glory into a wisecracking hand puppet and blister the system with a scathing ventriloquist actor. Or better yet, drape the flag over your head and desecrate it with a large caliber bullet hole, okay? <laughs> 
Once hotbeds of free speech, college campuses across the country have engaged in an arms race to see who can craft the most restrictive speech code. Years of political correctness, binge drinking, and dropping Bing cherries out of your ass into a shot glass have, <laughs> have bred a backlash now where anyone who dares to stray outside the conventional school of wisdom in college is ostracized, slapped with the mark of Cain, and worst of all, made to forfeit their student activity fee discount to see Dave Matthews jam, and more importantly, inspire during spring fling on the quad. You know, whatever happened to the notion that college was a place where the best minds in the nation vigorously debated all sides of an issue while the rest of us went back to the dorm and tried to get laid? Usually by ourselves. You know, I have no problem... I have no problem with people who respond to what they don't agree with. I enjoy the drama of a toppled podium and the sound of microphone feedback as much as the next guy. What I do have a problem with are the people who fail to see the glaring hypocrisy of screaming the word shut up into a bullhorn. Why should even the most repugnant ideas receive the same freedom of expression as more accepted ones? Because the American system is less a free marketplace of ideas than it is a playground of free ideas. And the best way to dispense with the unpopular ideas is to let them roam free on the playground so they can have their asses kicked up and down the jungle gym by the cool ideas. You know, the ability to be critical of our government is what makes this country great. Thanks to these freedoms, we get the hip irreverence of Art Bookwald, the folksy yet politically incisive song stylings of Mark Russell, and the fantastic parodies of the group The Capitol Steps. And it's for these reasons alone we must squash free speech immediately and become a police state. You know, we need to let those who repulse us have their say alongside those whose speeches make us rise to our feet in applause. How else will the shiny pearl of wisdom stick out against the black velvet of stupidity? It's better to just let the Ku Klux Klan march through your town than it is to waste your time and money trying to stop them. Instead of challenging their right to free speech, use your energy to point out to your children the irony of the fat guys and the pointing hats and the pea-stained bedsheets spouting forth all sorts of monosyllabic eugenic claptrap and all the while claiming to be the master race.
luxury for lots of money. What does the apathy keep growing from a bottle to the top? Hey, just cause you don't care, don't mean you're not to blame. We're going down. It don't matter what you look, we're going down.
Adolf. Alan Toussaint tuned there. Robert Palmer, Sneak and Sally Through the Alley. From Sneak and Sally Through the Alley. That was actually uh, originally recorded by a guy named Lee Dorsey back in uh, 1970 with Alan Toussaint on both of them. He played on uh, both, uh, both tracks. For that, The Bicycle Thief. Aspirations from uh, You Come and Go Like a Pop Song came out in 99. The guy that uh, fronts that band, uh, Bob Forrest, he was uh, originally in uh, Thelonious Monster. It's a band I always liked. I've played them before. What that Dennis Miller's rant on the freedom of speech? Yeah, he used to get it right. He, he some At some point, he crossed over onto the dark side. But, you know, he's got his game together before that. Third base, Brooklyn, Queens, UK power mix. That originally off the Cactus album. For that detective, Wild Hot Summer Nights. The band Detective was actually one of those bands. Uh, they kind of put all these people together. It was uh, Tony K on uh, keyboards. He was with Yes and uh, Michael Monarch, who was with Steppenwolf. And they were on the uh, Swan Song label. So I had Michael DeBars doing uh, lead vocals. He's the uh, ex-husband of uh, Pamela DeBars, you know, the... Uh, Groupy, you know, the chick that, like, slept with everybody. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, I love it. Before that, Laverne Baker, Rap Tide and Tangle from 67. A little bit of the uh, an ode to on Broadway there, the uh, Libra and Stoller tune there. It's also a cool version of that by Gary Newman. And kicking it off, Lenny Kravitz live from number five in 1998. So, we've been away for four weeks, but in our absence... Bill Hader, okay, just basically swipes for me. He did, okay? And I understand he needs to pay homage, okay? And he's done it before. Just a quick flashback to, uh, let me see, we got the, the uh, puppet oh, routine. Oh, no, I don't have anything ready. <laughs> hit me with that puppet routine. I, I can't hit you with the puppet routine. You can't hit me with that. Oh, the you the Bill Hader? No, no, I can My name is Anthony Peter Coleman. Private First Class, Operation Urgent Fury, recipient of the Purple Heart, pending further review. Uh-huh, okay, and uh, your puppet's name? Tony. Okay, all right, well, let's go ahead and hear from Tony. Go ahead, tell him. It was a hot night in Grenada. The enemy was in the trees, the mud, everywhere. Sarge said call in the airstrike, but I must have got my wires crossed. Our own jets came screaming down on us in rain fire. It was like a cookout, and we were the meat. I used my best friend as an umbrella. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so there you go. You know, he likes using me in public class. So, a couple of years ago, on this show, back in, uh, I guess, May of 2015, I did this little thing. I came up with this word. You ready? Okay. Had a uh, had an interesting week this week. Came up with a brand new word. I have a word of the day for everybody. It is mesohornithelioma. Mesohornithelioma. And that is when the overwhelming urge to prostitute yourself causes you to join a class action lawsuit. Thank you very much. If I can crack up IVB, I know I've got at least a halfway decent line there. All right. So that was from a couple years ago. Now. On St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. Bill Hader goes, you know, hosts SNL. We love Bill Hader. He is hilarious. He is some of the funniest characters ever. And one of the best, obviously, is Stefan. Okay? Yes. That is – I've got a whole bunch of those videos. Here's his routine 
from two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Yes, 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 yes. If you're ordinary and you love seizure-inducing Malaysian music, I've just a place for you. New York's hottest club is stand clear of the closing doors, please. Built in the upside-down world, this haunted hospice was closed when inspectors found a sexy form of asbestos that could cause disease. Now, what disease do you get from sexy asbestos? Misohornioma. Oh. <laughs> this place has everything. Young popes. There you go, man. Swipe the right for me. And that's okay. Okay? I'm not angry. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. You know, so that's cool in a gang. So just thought I'd bring that up. Thanks, Bill. I decided a couple of things. One, I should be the chief negotiator with North Korea. I think I can handle it. Oh, okay. I've absolutely decided that. Um, let me see. We had, while we were going, a bunch of stuff caught my eye. We had uh, some bad news and good news. Bad news, you remember the uh, affluenza teen from Texas? Yes. Yeah, he's getting out. Getting out of jail, I guess, uh, next month. Oh, good. On the other hand... Got some good news because the pharma bro guy, yes, he got seven Sh- years. Shank- Shankle, Shankle, yeah, Shanker. He's going to the he's going to the Hooskow for seven years. They're they're packing him. Martin, he, yeah, he weeped in court and blah blah. Shut the fuck up. Basically, he's just a prick. Uh, what else? Apparently, Yellowstone and nine other active volcanoes could erupt at any minute. Talking about this, it's a long time coming. Yeah, I was talking about this a while ago. So we got Trump news now. There were some interesting quotes over the last couple of weeks. The one that I thought was great was from John Meacham, who is uh, one of these, you know, I guess he's, you know, presidential historian or whatever. He goes, is there anything about the last 14 months that wasn't entirely predictable during the campaign? No. Ostentatiously corrupt is something that was self-evident in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Bullseye. Now, he's got – I think it's interesting that Trump is now putting together a legal team. The last time I heard about that was OJ. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I heard about a legal team. And then he put together this legal team. Now they're all leaving. Dowd resigned. And there's nobody – nobody wants to be this guy's lawyer. I. What's the point? Yeah. He, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything – right, exposure, but – he he doesn't do anything that 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 they tell him to do as yeah. lawyers. So therefore, therefore, what's the point? You're not you're not going to be able to lawyer. Yeah, the the term counselor goes out the window yeah. because he's not being he's not accepting counsel. So it, it's like a drowning dog. He's just going to take you with him. Any lawyer is just yeah. going to fail. So you know, that that's going to go on forever. This is you know it's it's funny that because I remember the uh, the the line somebody said they go would somebody please just give this guy a blowjob so we can impeach him already. Yeah. Well, apparently, that's fine. I, you know, uh, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So the other one I was talking to you about this, uh, Sarah Huckleberry Sanders said, uh, we don't get to dictate how other countries operate. Yeah. Right. Really. Since when? Just out of curiosity. So we passed a budget. Well, we passed a temporary budget. It was, mm-hmm. what, $1.3 trillion? And... The military-industrial complex just won't go away. Now, uh, I've talked for years now about the uh, F-35 jet project, which is currently $150 billion over budget and counting. And Trump said 
that he was speaking to Putin and he was talking about the arms race, which he said was, quote, out of control. Okay. At which point he passed a budget that increased military spending by, you know, tens, hundreds of billions of dollars. And now there's a new boy on the block. It's called the B-21 Raider. And it is, um, they want to, the Air Force wants to buy a hundred of these to replace the Cold War era bombers. And it's supposed to penetrate heavily defended airspace. Now, Northrop Grumman, okay, they, they underbid Boeing in order to win the contract. And the bid that Northrop Grumman came in with was less than half of what the Pentagon estimates it will cost to get the plane ready for production. That was okay. they, they just underbid to get the contract. Now, Northrop Grumman hasn't built a large jet for the government in nearly two decades. And as a result of this, there is a more than real possibility. It's a certainty. Okay, that the B twenty one program, if it's if it's put into play, isn't executable at the price that the winning team bid. Hey, there's, there's no way they're going to be able to do what they said they can do for the price they said they can do it. And what's going to happen then is Trump is going to be confronted. He is either going to have to eat all these big cost overruns, or he's going to have to terminate the program, one or the other. And that's going to be, you know, because he was always talking about, you know, I don't want to waste money. Mm. Like that. This is the next big, okay, Pentagon boondoggle. This will, hundreds of billions of dollars, will get tossed away on this one. I guarantee it. Northrop yeah. Grumman's stock went up, skyrocketed. You got to wonder who uh, who actually bought in on that one before that deal was announced. So. Mm. As we you know, what does the, uh, the deal maker in chief do? Well, he signs a $1.3 billion budget, lacks funding for the border wall, doesn't offer a solution to DACA, and you got to love it. Ann Coulter, Laura Ingram warned Trump will be impeached after spending bill signing. Congratulations, President Schumer, said uh, Ann Coulter. Now, Trump had tweeted earlier in the day that he was considering vetoing the bill because it didn't have funding for the wall. And it had a failure uh, for a solution to DACA. And after, at the signing ceremony, Trump said he thought about vetoing the bill, but ultimately deemed that the legislation was necessary to create, quote, by far the strongest military we've ever had. This is like in the same breath that he was talking about the the uh, the arms race that's out of control. You know, he, he, I'm not sure he literally can go both sides of the same argument in the same paragraph and nobody seems to care. So Schumer and Pelosi went along with this. They, everybody signed on to it. Okay. Now remember when they were all about DACA, that was it. They, they didn't care about the tax bill. It was all DACA, 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 DACA. They didn't get it. Congratulations guys. You guys are absolutely wuss weasels supreme. And man, Coulter Took another stab at trying to get back into our good graces when she said, after President Trump said, I will never sign another bill like this again, Ann Coulter responded, yeah, because you'll be impeached. <laughs> so you got to like the fact that uh, she's at least being honest. They're also trying to cut funding for Mules on Wheels, and they said that doing so would be compassionate. It's compassionate. 
That's compassionate. Cutting meals on wheels. Because for some reason they think that if they stop feeding these people, they'll suddenly have to be more independent and feed themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, of course. Uh, because when you're hungry, you're motivated. Thought there was, this is something interesting. Trump wants terminally ill to have access to experimental drugs. Well, that's a good thing. I think that's a good idea. I like, I'm okay with that. Can we? Can they have the tried and true ones as well? <laughs> <laughs> that would require health care. Okay. That would require health care. Uh, there's an interesting thing here. Clarence Thomas is a big decision to make because he wants to retire. The thing is, is that he's probably going to, tr- if he thinks that um, the Democrats are going to win back Congress, okay, he'll retire before November. That's how you know people are afraid that the Democrats will win back the House. If Clarence Thomas retires before uh, the November midterms, okay, because at that point, after if they take over and then he retires, well, now we're going to have a problem. Uh, let me see. Senate inches closer to passing bill to ease bank safeguards. <laughs> Haven't been down this road before, have we? No. No. The bill has overwhelming Republican support and enough Democratic backing that it's expected to gain 60 votes necessary to clear the Senate. It passed 67 to 32 with 16 Democrats and one independent voting to move ahead with consideration of the bill. Once again, thanks, Pelosi and Schumer. Appreciate that. Thanks. You know, this is basically what they're saying is, you know what? What happened back then? We understand that we had to put these safeguards, you know, there to -hmm. make sure that didn't happen again. But now, I guess we're we're better. We we know better now. Right. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Let me see. There are a whole bunch. I was looking at this. There are a whole bunch of American flagship companies, I mean, that are basically – Going down the crapper. They could all go bankrupt. We got Gibson Guitars. Harley Davidson is in tremendous trouble right now. Toys R Us. Yeah, they going just bankrupt. shut down. Yeah, their founder died like a couple of days mm-hmm. after he announced that, uh, you know, that Toys R Us could go bankrupt. Guitar Center uh, is going under. Here's one that I thought was interesting. U.S. gunmaker Remington filed for bankruptcy. Hmm. That was interesting. You know, I mean, it's out of the blue. Remington, they're, they're, you know, the big boys. So I was all set to uh, pat myself on the back because, you know, oil is up and the Dow Jones is down, except that was on Friday when the Dow Jones was down 700, except today it's up like 400, so I can't do that. But oil is up to $65 a barrel. And the Rex Tillerson took a powder. You know, he got fired. You know, when, when he was originally named Secretary of State, I said that this is terrible. It was going to be all about oil. He's an oil guy, and that's why the price is going to go up. And sure, it did. But I'll tell you, you know why Trump fired him? Because Rex Tillerson actually tried to do the job right. All right. He did. He, he Look, I don't agree with every, everything that this guy said or, or did while he was Secretary of State. But the things that I saw him do and what I heard him saying and you know what he thought about issues globally – it looked to me like he was trying to do the job the way it was supposed to be done. No, he was dismantling the State Department. He People were getting fired. No, yeah, he no, was, that, no that new that hires. I, no lateral promotions. There were furniture stacked up in offices. There yeah, was, and that's going to be from the inside out, now. sucking the from the yes, inside out. Yes, and I, that's that's terrible. So he he's he's another one. He's a Russian mole. Medal of Honor pinned by Putin himself. <laughs> he might have been putting on a good show by by tying his tie correctly. You know, and and staying on top of his voicemail and everything, but he he's a Russian mole. Uh, well, he ain't there no more. Yeah, and now we've got no, he's there no mole. 
the mole. And now we've got the ex-CIA director. And, of course, now we've also got John Bolton. I hate his music. <laughs> oh, wait. The, the walrus? I am the walrus cuckoo? Yeah, I hate him, too. Yeah, that's right. I hate yeah, both of those Boltons. It's a poisonous name. All of the Boltons, I hate them all. This guy, he literally had to be put in as uh, UN, mm-hmm. you know, the, the yeah. uh, ambassador to the UN, okay, on a recess appointment because the the Republicans wouldn't, Mm-mm. you know, wouldn't vote for him. Back when, when Bush, that's how bad this guy is. Okay? Now, he gets, you know, put into this position that doesn't require Senate confirmation. Perfect. This is great. And I hear people like Senator Graham, Saying, you know, because he's more hawkish, this is going to prevent a war because other countries are aware of the fact that he'll be, you know, quick on the trigger. So they won't be anymore. Yeah, that's that's what I like. We're going to put a guy in who wants war more than the others on the philosophy that this will make other countries more wary of standing on, you know, standing up against us. I think that's bullshit. This guy is dangerous. I hate his guts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. All right. All those things. We got a lot to get to. We got guns. We got voting rights. We got all kinds of shit. We're going to keep the groove going here with In Excess on SoFloRadio.com.
are you? Who's paying you? <laughs> I think this is really going to piss you off there, Mac. But I think it's those dirty, dirty politician friends of yours. Will you crawl back and tell them we don't want you in with us? Our fight's got nothing to do with liquor and prostitution and dope. I think you better get used to the idea, pal. This country is still growing up. Certain diseases it's better to have when you're still young. You boys ain't a mild case of the measles. You're the plague. And bastards like him are immune. That's the difference between us and them. The difference is that they're always going to win. You're going to keep getting it up to your ass. Sooner than you think.
aggression, so digressing. It's just another little soul in a city full of cannabis. The horror takes a to the dollar, but I hope it'll get there tomorrow. Cause every day feels the same when you're walking with Sarah. You sat alone on the truth, so busy. Some of the tools are never to go on the Piccadilly. Lying, living like subterraneous, life's getting strange at all.
charge its first degree. Coast from Jailbreak came out in 76. A great album. I, that was released when I was still living there. Shout out to Duncan. Before that, The Morning Rain, Satisfaction Guaranteed. That's a 45 those guys came out with the 1965. Before that, Ben, I've uh, got you kind of getting into these days. Asian Dub yeah, Foundation. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, it's uh, three in a row. Lights Out from A History of Now, which came out in 2011. Before that, The Original Sins is a vanishing point. We love the movie. So that is from uh, Skeletons in the Garage. Came out in 97. Those guys out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Before that, a little clip from Once Upon a Time in America. All right. We're a young country. We need to grow up. All right. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. What's your problem? Oh, I don't I don't like that movie. I mean, I, I you know, I, I like I like aspects of it. And uh, <laughs> and I like what they were trying to accomplish, although you know, trying to make another Godfather, I feel like um, uh, it was a bad idea, and it was just, it was just. But my problem it was just very, very boring. Even the short version was just very slow, and it and it put me to sleep, and and uh, and I could I could have done without it. I could have done without that. I love that. Although, as a big fan of uh, of both Yiddish and Hebrew, I, I really enjoyed 
the uh, it, it was just thick. And it was, Sergio it was Leone, thick, thick with it. I like Sergio Leone, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, he can get a little bit long, sure. long-winded. Some long scenes. He's, so. Well, you know, like Once Upon a Time in the West, man. That, that there, yeah. He's like, you know, speaking of hang time, it's like too much, too much hang time. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm falling off the cliff over here. I'm uh, I like the movie. I've seen it a whole bunch of times. It, it is. It, 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 can, it can be a bit difficult to follow going back and forth and everything. I, I, there were parts of it that I just didn't get, but some of it is so good. Man, that I'm willing to. I, I rewatched it. I was like, I'm going to get through this thing. And I'm going to get it. <laughs> well, there you when go. I was younger and kicking scared. off the set in excess, the one thing from Shabu Shuba came out in '82. Okay, guns. You ready? Okay, guns. Yeah, All right. I'm ready. There have been what what I think is the most fascinating thing is all of the comments that have been made by the people who disagree with all the marchers. Okay. You know, these, yes, uh, yes. If you're too immature to carry a firearm, you're too immature to make policy about firearms. Yes. I thought that was that was interesting. To which the response from Trevor Noah was, "If kids are old enough to be shot, they're old enough to have an opinion about being shot." Yeah. Well, right. Everybody, everybody ought to be able to Absolutely. have an opinion about being shot. Rick Santorum. Here's a classic. You hear this one yet? Mm-hmm. How about kids? Instead of looking to someone else to solve their problem, do something about do something about maybe taking CPR classes, okay, mm-hmm. or trying to deal with situations that when there's a violent shooter, that you can actually respond to that. This is Rick Santorum. I like the fact that you have two contradicting things here, okay. He goes, stop looking for somebody else to solve your problem, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd like to solve it on our own. Nope, you're too immature. Right. All right. That is what has been posted by, I mean, the NRA has some of the most classic bullshit videos that they have posted. Dana Loesch, this one I, I love it. She goes, to strip the, quote, natural constitutional rights. I don't, I, I haven't figured that part out yet. But to strip the natural constitutional rights away from all law-abiding Americans who are under 21 and over 18, as a punishment for what this one individual, the Parkland shooter, does, that's not fair. And what's more, it completely ignores due process. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't know. They uh, they literally use the march, you know, March for Our Lives, as a membership drive. They went on to Facebook and... Try, you know, well, and, and that's what I always tell you. Every time that the left even talks about the gun thing, they, the gun sales go up. Oh, yeah. And people go out and vote because they're very afraid of, uh, of losing the guns. And what, she, what, she, what they said in their, uh, their Facebook post was, today's protests aren't spontaneous. Gun-hating billionaires and Hollywood elites mm-hmm. are manipulating and exploiting children as part of their plan to destroy the Second Amendment. And strip us of our right to defend ourselves and our loved ones. Stand for stand and fight for your kids' safety. Join the NRA. Nice. Right. There's your fundraiser. Some interesting ideas, though. Somebody said that uh, kids should have clear backpacks. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's a good. I like that one. I like that. Okay. If if you don't want somebody to see what's in your backpack and you're going to school, then you probably shouldn't have that in your backpack. What about my uh, my my you know feminine products, Dad? Tough shit. Yeah. 
tough shit. Yeah, all right, all right. You know? That's the way it okay. goes. All right, clear backpacks. Okay, I like that. I like that idea. All right, all right? I mean, there's you know they sell them. I've seen them. Yeah, I, yeah. all the ideas that have been coming out. Clear clothing. How about you know, some clear clothing too? Yeah, there you, know, you go. Because you can hide a gun on well, you. Well, you know, stuff like you know, metal detectors. There's this one guy who was saying, you know, how we don't worry about getting on a plane. We don't worry about going to a government office because there are these metal. Why should we worry? All right, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I you guess. Know, all of that's better than arming teachers as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Pro-gun Georgia lawmakers punish Delta. For crossing the NRA, you hear that Delta said they weren't going to give discounts to NRA members anymore. So what the state of Georgia did is their legislature basically took a vote and decided to take away the tax breaks that Delta, who is, you know, mm-hmm. based in Atlanta, take them away. Take Took away their tax breaks. And Delta said, ah, fuck you. We don't care. Okay. Yeah. You know, they could always move. Do. Teacher accidentally fires gun in classroom. Fragments hit students. You hear about that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always interesting. There's this kid. You know, at this point, if you want to be on TV, on Fox or NRA TV or Jones, you mm-hmm. know, this is Jones. Uh, uh, Alex, Alex, Jones, Alex Jones. Any of these guys. All you have to do is be young and pro-gun, and they'll put you on. Sure. Yeah. You know? This kid, uh, Kyle Kashov, okay, he said – the proper question is, how come the media isn't representing people like Andrew Pollack and Ryan Petty, who are doing the legislative work that is enacting change like we've seen? And it's not represented because it's more important to depict David Hogg and his latest opinion on the NRA versus real people who don't want to see this happen. So basically, he's saying that the other people are fake, but the people who are pro-gun, they're the real people. Yes. The rest of us are fake. Mm-hmm. Right. You're being paid by the liberal media. Of course they are. The conspiracy theories. Which is this. This is the. This is it. I'm proud. Say it loud. Media. I'm a libtard and I'm proud. I'm proud. Okay. NRA TV. These guys rant on these, these things. The guy goes, how, how can you have a conversation about guns with someone who doesn't own a gun and has never fired an AR-15 or know how it works? How can, how can if you, if you mm-hmm. don't own the gun and don't have never fired one, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have a voice in whether or not these things should be sold. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to fire a nuclear weapon. Yeah. All right. So a whole bunch of things I don't know how to do. Oh, now that you mentioned that, I would like to learn how to fire a nuclear weapon. I would too. Because, you know, I, I, I want to have an informed opinion. The, but the thing is, it's like he's saying that it's impossible to have a worthy opinion unless you, in fact, own and have fired the gun. Really? How about just having been shot by one? How about having witnessed tons of other people being shot by this? What, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on that? Yeah, you know, you're allowed to be afraid of guns. I'm allowed to be afraid of tigers. Yes, thank you. They're they're dangerous. They kill people. 69% of NRA members support universal background checks. Okay. 69%. You know, a Virginia delegate, okay, um, named Nicholas Friedis went on and did like this seven-minute, eight-minute thing on the floor of the Virginia House. And some of the things that he said are truly like they're, they're just – it's the narrative that the NRA 
and people who love guns. You know, I would have a lot more respect for these people if they said, look, I like guns. Mm-hmm. All right? You know, I, I like having guns. All right. I, at least they wouldn't be hypocrites. But he, this guy goes, he says, why do all mass shootings seem to take place in gun-free zones? Gun-free zones. Mm-hmm. I thought this was funny. Somebody said, well, all, bom- all those bombs in Austin were exploded in bomb-free zones. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They've, yeah. they've had uh, shootings on military bases. Yeah, exactly. I, that's like School zones are gun-free zones. What about the Vegas concert? What about the Orlando nightclub? Texas military base? McDonald's? I mean, mm-hmm. That's got nothing to do with it, in my opinion. He said most of these shooters come from broken homes. Really? Got some stats on that there, pal? All right. Yeah. I, I never thought about it. Yeah, Gee, government policies that have encouraged broken homes, cultural changes that happened during the Oh, the cultural changes. The whoop, abortion industry. Whoop, whoop. The welfare right. state has contributed to dismantling mm-hmm. of the family. Families became more independent, more dependent on the government to raise kids than mom and dad did. Yeah, all right. Areas around the world and in America have strict gun control measures like NYC, Chicago, and D.C., and they're ineffective. You know, that's literally the stupidest argument that that there is out there. People talking about the strict gun laws in Chicago, and yet at the same time, their high rate of gun-related crime. Yeah, but they bypass, okay, the explanation for how those guns get to the south side. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that because they're not being manufactured there. How do they sneak them uh, over the wall? Or I the know. Wall? Is there a big wall? How do there? they get that? Do in, they have tunnels. How do they get that past the metal detectors? Right at all at, at all the roads. Right. They're not being legally sold there. They're being legally sold by straw purchasers. If you get rid of the gun show loophole, we solve a lot of problems. We solve a lot of problems. The question nobody wants to ask is how do people who aren't allowed to get guns mm-hmm. get guns? Okay, no, uh, the NRA supporters, gun supporters, never want to talk about that. Well, the answer is through straw purchasers. That's how. Gun runners, dad. Gun runners, people who buy guns and then resell them illegally in order to make a profit to people who can't buy them legally on their own. That's how this happens. Okay, and it's it's all being carried out because the NRA is basically, you know, a tool of arms manufacturers who want to make more money. and. That means sell more guns. And if that means that they have to have lots and lots of people buying guns and then selling them to other people who aren't allowed to buy them, well, that's the way it goes. But you can't have it both. They want to keep they – they don't want the gun show loophole, but they still want to complain about guns getting into the hands of bad people. Hypocrisy grande. Okay? Also, I love it. You know, this is one of those things that makes me pull my hair out. When people go on and, and they try and compare – America to other places is a way of saying, you know, it worked over there, so it should work here. You know, first it was uh, Amsterdam and Portugal with drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. The latest thing was Australia with guns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Stop trying to compare our longstanding inbred relationship with the firearms industry. Okay. To any other place. It's ridiculous to make that analogy. It's ridiculous to to make a hypothetical analogy that compares us to the ones I was hearing is like Australia, Israel, Yemen. Mm-hmm. Seriously. These mm-hmm. were the countries that they were comparing it to. Uh, let me see. Let me, the guy goes, uh, oh, yes. so when people on this side talk about the importance of the Second Amendment, this side, you know, the Republican side, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. it's not just some 
philosophical conviction that we all have. Okay? She goes, while we may be in a post-enlightenment society, the vast majority of horrible atrocities that we've seen have happened in those post-enlightenment societies. Brilliant. That is a brilliant deduction. That we've seen, yeah, because that's how old we are, dickhead. Okay, we weren't around before that. There's more people, more guns, so there's going to be more atrocities. Guy goes, I went to arm certain teachers. Okay, teacher that is a former law enforcement former military. How many of those exist right now in a classroom? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. A couple. A couple, yeah. What's next? We start mandating that every school have at least one teacher with government-trained firearm experience? By the way, we can stop. Oh, increasing the budget for teachers? Are you talking about uh, spending money on schools and specialty teachers? Wonderful. Yes. We've been trying to talk to you about that for a long time. Let us do spend some money on schools while we're putting firearms on the budget. Maybe we also add some pencils. Yeah, you know, wouldn't, it, some, wouldn't it be nice if teachers books, got what they actually wanted? You know, some Nobody, uh, salary. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. They never want to actually ask the people with the most, you know, they talk about how if you don't know, if you've never owned an AR-15 and you've never fired one, then you shouldn't be able, you know, you don't, you don't have a valid opinion on this, this you know, in this arena. It's because okay, you haven't, you haven't felt time, it. You haven't felt the power. Yeah, the teachers who have a valid opinion, they don't count anymore because teachers want want supplies, not guns, okay? Uh, Worst thing he said was being compared to Nazis. They compared us to Nazis. He goes, it was not our party that supported slavery, that fought women's suffrage, that supported Jim Crow, that supported segregation or mass resistance. That wasn't our party. That was the Democratic Party. Great art. I, I, I don't even. I, I have to walk away from people at that. Point. I know, it's, and that's the thing. They're like, right. you know, yeah. they uh, don't want uh, it to. Uh, you're, they're pretending at this point. It's like you're pretending that you don't know what, what happened. happened. You're absolutely pretending. Between 18, uh, you, yeah, between 18, because I don't believe that you're that stupid. I don't believe that you think that I'm that stupid. You're just pretending to be stupid. No, what no they're point. doing is they're taking. They they know yeah. that they're not that stupid. You and I aren't that stupid, but what they do know is there's a whole bunch of people that they give a shit about that are that stupid. I don't believe anyone. It's all a pretense. They're all liars when they when well, they, say that. When they say that. When they say that, they're all liars. You know, uh, I, I'm Lincoln was a Republican. Uh, it's like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. You guys switch All you got to do is just do a little homework. Nobody wants to do the homework anymore. Just, uh, uh, man, there's some wonderful videos on YouTube yeah. with animations and stuff yeah. talking about the Lots Southern strategy and bored. McKinley and, 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 and who did what, when, and... Yeah, lots of pictures. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you, a bull moose party me now? I'm, I don't... I'm a wig, I'm personally. a wig, that was it. You know, there's a... Uh, if you go to factmyth.com, okay, they have an excellent summary of how the major parties switched ideologies mm-hmm. over the... That, that's things. the one that I saw has, like, maps that shows yeah, the map, colored maps shifting, yeah. But that doesn't stop these guys from going on the house of the Virginia legislature, okay? Yeah. And... Don't, talking about these lies because they know that's what riles up their base. These guys are hypocrites of the worst it, it's order. A, it's an act. I it don't think anybody... It is all hypocrisy. It is all because, you know, why don't you just say that you're a bigot who likes guns Mm-mm. and wants the chance to use a gun to protect his kin? 
and his nation and his, you know, his constitution from whatever you fetishize is out to, you know, fucking get you and yours. They, they like the thought of using a gun as opposed to a ballot box. You know, they want immediacy. You know, the legislation takes too long. That's why nothing gets changed because there's no guaranteed fucking teed 100% overnight solution to any of these problems. It takes time. Okay, you know, good men will don't need laws and bad men will always find a way around the law. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. It's never going to. This is the kind of thing that takes a generation to accomplish. It has to happen over time. Are we going to solve these problems now? No. But if you put in the gun show loophole, if you start restricting, you know, the ability to buy an AR-15, I'm not saying you can't buy it. I'm saying that we need to have laws as to, you know, you, you need, you should have to get like a special license, just like you do to ride a motorcycle or something. Or you still want on it if you're a law-abiding citizen? Or cut hair. No problem. Okay? I got no problem with that. These people, it, it would take time. But eventually, okay, this would work. There would be less illegal firearms out there. And if we were really, truly, like, serious about something like this, what we would do is we would make it so that, if a straw purchaser sells a gun to somebody who then uses that gun to murder somebody else, the straw purchaser who sold it to him originally could be charged with second degree manslaughter as an underlying, as an act, you know, because of the an underlying act. Yeah, as an accessory to the underlying crime. Okay, that would be great. You th- I, I'm pretty sure that would actually have an effect. Long term, that would dissuade people. From straw purchasing, because if every gun was easily traceable back to where it was purchased, then these people, you know, people, we'd be able to figure out who was selling guns to criminals. You don't want guns sold to criminals? Get rid of the gun show loophole. It is that simple. It really is. All right. All right. On it. All right. Hey, you know what? What? I I pulled out a little gem from a couple years ago, a nice little mix. So we're going to play a little seven-minute thing here, and then come on back. We're going to talk about voting rights. On the Groove with Don on SoFloRadio.com. I do not understand what it is. I don't want the check for Paul.
That was, uh, I love that, that, that's, uh, from a show we did two years ago. I just love that mix right there from Radiohead into D-Light. Great stuff right there. So, voting. You know, there has been a lot of talk about Russian influence. Russian influence on our voting. Okay? Yes. A couple of things that I, uh, a couple of quotes from Stalin. The people who cast the votes don't decide an election. The people who count the votes do. Mm -hmm. All right? The other quote from uh, Colette. Uh, some I can't remember who this lady was, but it says nobody asks where the money comes from once the candidate is elected. All right, all right. We there is you know there is a trial going on right now um, with our you know in our favorite state, Kansas. Yes, Kansas. I like Kansas because they make us look good they here in do. Florida. There is a voting rights case going on right now, and I've actually got some of the uh, court transcripts, which are bizarre. Okay, you can download them. They are bizarre. If you can stomach them. But Kobach, this fucking piece of shit motherfucker, okay, who is like, you know, shoulder to shoulder with uh, with Trump. He is in the middle of a trial right now. Okay, it's this conservative Republican who supported President Trump's unsubstantiated claim that millions of illegal votes cast Trump uh, of illegal votes cost Trump the popular vote 2016. Right, yes. He's going to have to prove Kansas is a problem with voter fraud if he wants to win a legal challenge to voter registration requirements he's championed. Okay? Now, this is going to take a while. Okay? But basically, he's now being forced to prove it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Good. And if he can't, okay, then he can't institute these ways of stifling the vote, which is basically voter suppression. Voter suppression. At the top of the show, I played a clip from an interesting movie called Uncounted. I don't know if you're familiar with this documentary about the 2004 election, particularly in Ohio, what went on there and about the voting shenanigans Mm -hmm. that went on. And it's horrific. It's truly horrific. And it occurred to me that, Russian interference doesn't matter. Okay, that's just like if we can't be interfered with on that level unless we allow ourselves to be interfered mm. with. They're not forcing us to vote. They're just, you know, spewing all manner of, of cockamamie bullshit. Well, if you're willing, okay, to do your own homework and not listen to the banter, mm-hmm. then it won't influence you. You're only – the influence is happening because these people – want to be influenced, are allowed, allowing themselves to be influenced, okay? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, okay, electronic voting machines, voter suppression, that's real stuff. That's the kind of thing that actually does affect the numbers, pure numbers themselves. And the gerrymandering, yeah. which has taken place, well, guess what? That may be kiboshed any second now. Any second now. Republicans got greedy with gerrymandering. Now it's coming back to haunt them. This guy, uh, Representative Ryan Costello from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. okay, his district, which was gerrymandered to support him, he has been. Uh, he's now a two-term congressman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now that the Supreme Court, okay, upheld the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's redistricting, okay, 
this guy's district now, Ryan Costello, mm-hmm. okay, his district is no longer safe. So as opposed to, okay, continue running again and saying, I think you should vote for me. Here's why. Let me tell you my mm-hmm. my thing and let the best man or woman win. Okay? Why would he do that? No, 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 no. He's a fucking pussy. He's a <laughs> fucking pussy. It's what he is. The bitch. You're a fucking punk ass bitch. Seriously. All right. Okay? He just said, nah, I don't want to run anymore. I'm okay. going to retire. Okay. Yeah. You. So much for those convictions, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a man who's standing by his conviction. You. Fucking punk. What a bitch. Seriously. He's just a punk ass. And they're all going to be like, these guys are heading for the exits, baby. Okay. This is going to be really interesting because we're now, you know, there's, there is, uh, there's the company that has done um, voting machines. You familiar with this? Diebold? Diebold, yes. Yeah, Diebold. You know, they also make ATMs. You know, they're the leading manufacturer of ATMs. Uh, uh, wonderful. Yeah. Here's a question I've always wondered, okay? If you get a receipt mm. from an ATM, why can't I get one from a voting machine? Right. Well, you could. You we just got to make it that way. Yeah, they don't make it that way. Okay. Diebold in Ohio, okay, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're, their chairman of the board was mm-hmm. also like the head of the Ohio Republican, mm-hmm. you know, campaign or whatever. I am convinced at this point that Russian interference is a MacGuffin. Okay. Right. And the real interference is homegrown. All right. And is insidious. There is a term that I brought up uh, a couple of years ago, and it's called guided democracy or managed democracy. Okay. And basically, it's a uh, democratic government with increased autocracy. Governments are legitimated by elections that are free and fair, but emptied of substantive meaning in their ability to change the state's policies, motives, and goals. Basically, in other words, the government has learned to control elections so that people can exercise all their rights without truly changing public policy. Okay, so while they follow basic democratic principles, there could be major deviations towards authoritarianism under managed democracy, the electorate is prevented from having a significant impact on policies adopted by the state's continuous use of propaganda techniques. This is what's happening now. Okay? We're becoming a managed democracy. That is where we... That's, that's the stage we've gotten to now. It, free and fair elections, okay, are being stifled, and the, the votes themselves are kind of being corralled into areas... Mm-hmm. through gerrymandering, voter suppression, in order to make sure that, you know, basically plutocracy, mm-hmm. okay, That's can right. continue to rule the day. And I think Trump took a look at Putin and saw yeah. how Putin had ruled his country, okay, and thought that he could do the same. It's like, you put me in power, I'll be able to do the same. He didn't realize that here we have a free press. That was that was his big. That was the one thing that he didn't understand, because in Russia, there's no free press. Mm-hmm. It's all pro Putin. I I think you're giving him too much credit. I yeah? don't think he saw anything but Russian money a long time ago. Because nobody else, he kept losing money and losing money. Nobody else would lend him any money, and the Russian mob, which is 
You know, you hear Russian oh, yeah. oligarchs, Russian mob, Russian government, all the, all the same, same entity. Oh, just, yeah. That's the family. Oh, yeah. That, that's the family. That's so, yeah. so here comes the Russian, the Russians, with their money, and and, and here's and a little more. They got and here's a little more. They've got more on him and, and, Yeah, well, they, they got debt on him, if nothing else. And I still think the Russian pee room tape The pee tape, and it was academic at this point. But then, you know, Putin, who's a really smart guy, he's an ambitious character. He he sees his patsy. Why not? Listen, this was win-win because even if he did all of this stuff during the election and Trump didn't win. Oh, yeah, he would have worked hamstrung right, Clinton yeah, from yeah. the beginning. That was yeah, the goal. But I, I, you and, know. and created an excuse to keep fucking with us for a long time oh, hence. Yeah. All right. So this was like way more successful than anybody anticipated. Yeah, I, mean, I but but it's it's all him. He's the brains. Yeah, and and uh, really I just heard today that uh, the Trump administration is thinking about you know kicking out a bunch of uh, Russian, you know, spies, diplomats, yeah, diplomats, yes. spies. Okay, you know there is no way that he's he going to do something like this. Without getting the official okie dokie from the man. sure, that, those are minor spies. Uh, we didn't like those guys anyway. Right, exactly. They were assholes. They were you know that's time that's, for them to come home. We're going to need to rotate them out anyway. Wouldn't shock me at all if there had I'm been sure. a conversation that said, "Look, I'm sure. you need to look a little tougher on us. We're going to give right. you. We, here's our list. Get rid of these guys. We don't give you know. Mm-hmm. Get rid of these guys. It's going to make sure you the mob does that all the time. Oh, we got to give them somebody. All right, yeah! Yeah. these Schmendricks, these Schmendricks over here. They're small potatoes. Yeah. The other interesting thing, of course, is that you know. They'll, they'll get rid of those guys and, you know, just bring in new ones. Yeah. Just to stop yeah. them from doing that. Don't be fooled by the, you know, the Putin behind the curtain. I, okay, I'm no. not. I am way more concerned about what our government is mm. doing to manipulate the vote. Okay. That really concerns me. I mean, and now everything is a distraction. Okay. Did you watch uh, that thing last night, Stormy, whatever? No. Me, me no, either. I did not. You want to know why? No, Couldn't I, care less. I, I, yeah, I, I could not What are they going to tell me? But I, I know he did it. Nobody cares. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the president and the, their, their blowjobs. I just don't, and neither do I. I, I didn't like it. With, I don't care about the Democrat blowjob. I don't care about Republican blowjobs. I don't care. Please go blow the president. I don't care. Yeah, I could care less. I really don't care about you know. The, I I said this back with with Bill Clinton. The only person who should care about this is you know is his wife. Oh please, yeah. oh please, her. She's smoking. She high. doesn't care either. Trust me, she's she's a whore. I hate her. I hate everything about her. I hate her parents. You I hate I everybody. About like, anybody geez. who goes with Donald Trump. I mean. Is a whore. Where's the redeeming value? There isn't any. There isn't any. Yeah. Yeah. I have no respect for her or anybody within five feet of her. And now that's the news. Fuck her. That's the news now. It's it's all about, you know, Stormy Daniels. Her her message to all these other people, please, please distract my husband. Please fuck my husband so that he doesn't look over here. I don't want to. I just want the money. They're they're talking about campaign contribution shenanigans. That's the whole thing. The $130,000 could be, you know, violating campaign law. Yeah, that would be interesting if that's how they got him, you know. But we, you know, he's there's only so long we can be distracted by salacious, you know, palace intrigue. I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, I'm I'm not. I for one, am not. I'm, I'm not. I know, I know I you're not either. Care. I don't care. I just don't care. And this is all part of the reality show. I, I didn't tune into the reality show then. I'm not yeah. particularly interested in the it other now. thing. I think is funny is Hannity on Fox. Oh my. God. He is off the rails, dude. He, uh, off the rails. That's comedy. Now back to the Uranium One thing again. 
these guys, for them, it's all, it's like Hillary Clinton. And yeah. this guy, this, uh, uh, this uh, general who they had know. had, you know, as one of their commentators, basically quit Fox and wrote a scathing letter on his way out the door. Basically saying, you know, their nighttime, their, their primetime lineup is propaganda. It's not news. It's, mm. it's not news anymore. It's just straight up propaganda. Hannity is off the fucking rails. No days. question. I had, I watched a couple of the openings from this past week, and it's like he's right. He's close to Alex Jones now. He's dangerous. Mm-hmm. The conspiracy theory, anger, forcefulness, and then they keep bringing on the same people, like these mm-hmm. two or three. Whomever. It's just all part of the pretense. Yeah. For the people, uh, yeah, I'm saying these things. Hannity's telling me what to say, and then you're supposed to pretend and that I actually believe this shit right. that I'm saying. It's, it's all gobbledygook. No, it's all, for me, this is all about this is all what about is at its at its worst. You know, they don't yeah. want to pay attention to what's oh, going so on. Hillary would have been just as bad. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, fine. Right. But I don't she's wanna, not I don't president. Wanna, remember this? That's all. That's yeah, all. Right. You, that's okay with you. You think that's okay? This? Remember this? You know. Uh, you think that's cool and that's okay. I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. I don't need to convince you of anything. Don't get away from me. Yeah. But, uh, hey, remember that right of association? I don't want to associate with you. Perimeter. Hello. It's it's, it's, no, it's no it saddens me that so many people just couldn't care less about what he does because of their hatred. Because of their bigotry. Yeah, that's, it's that's the bigotry. all it is. It's all it is. You're right. So Stop paying attention to Russian interference. I don't care about collusion. I, I really a, don't. All right, I just I, don't I do. care. What this, uh, what is it, data analytics, Analytica, whatever in England? Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, okay. They, you know, yeah. Is it bad? Damn, and Facebook and 50 million things. But guess what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Once again, they use that information to drum up a narrative and then spew it out there to influence the election. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Okay. If you're not willing to let crap like that influence you, then it's meaningless. It's a waste of their money. We let them do it. I, I they didn't, didn't force I did. us to do it. I didn't it. let them do it. We let them do it. You, well, you let them. I yeah, didn't let them. I, it was you. All right. No. <laughs> now, just be aware of that because the real criminals here, okay, are are on the inside. It's, a, it's you know, once again, it's not the people who cast the votes. It's the people who count the votes you need to be worried about. So pay attention to that. We're going to keep the groove going here with a little Ike and Tina Turner on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. i 
this. Hey yo, kicking wicked rhymes like a fortune teller. Had a dog by the name of Old Yeller. Old Yeller had a fiendish plot. Scheme did dream for me to make a knot. Ever since then, booty squats me like Big Ben. As I go on and kick more, got more songs than a record store. Some is sniffing and some is puffing. Some is ripping, some ain't saying nothing. But my pockets, I am stuffing. And you'll smirk fed. Ah, take you to the hotel. You take me to the motel. Like a rocket ship, I will excel. When you do a crime, you go to jail. Pay the bell, then I hop the bell. Bounty hunter is on your tail. Mission to bring you back to jail. Pop a little weight so I'm not frail.
Russ used to have this big Christmas party in his major markets, and, and the one in New York was really big, probably 500 people. And out of the blue, I get an invitation to go to the Christmas party at my, in, my, in my home. And I was, of course, happy about that. And I thought, do I really want to go? And I have people looking at me feeling sorry. But I finally decided to go. And I go in that night. And you sort of walked in and walked down uh, some stairs. But when you first walk in, you could see the whole place. And it was huge and shoulder to shoulder. And Russ was like the Pied Piper in the middle. But Russ went, you know, there were throngs of people as Russ made his way around the room. There were always a throng of people. Everybody wanted to shake his hand, touch him. So, um... I uh, I finally shook his hand, said hi, thanks for inviting me, whatever. He leaned over and said, a couple of us are going out to dinner, do you want to go? And I said, well, golly, yeah, Russ, if you really want to have me. So he told me where, and I went, and it was Russ and four other people and me. And, uh, and at that moment in my life, that meant a lot, because I was down. And that Russ Solomon would care enough and do that personal little touch means something to me now, 20-some years later. You know, he could have used it as, I mean, most guys use it, you would have used it as a business opportunity and grabbed a couple of record company presidents and whatever, you know, instead of some out-of-work guy. But that's not the way Russ sees life.
you'd listen to the people who had ideas. The kids in the store, who I say invented all kinds of ideas, everything we ever did were invented by the kids in the store. The art on the walls, the way they displayed things, their attitude about what to buy and what not to buy. That was all, all things that were happening at the store level.
forever. My religion is named the worship of sorrow. For the son of man, there is no overground. That's not the whole wretchedness and the whole atheism of man's way in this generation. Shadow itself for us in that unspeakable life. Philosophy, all the prophets all over. Pretension to live by the happiness rule. Stand down. It's all about stand down. It's all around stand down. It's all about stand down. It's all around life of all worlds. Figures itself out as sublime sadness. Burnest of infinite hell against infinite labor. Our religion is main. The worship of sorrow. For the son of man, there is no overground. That's not the whole wretched and the whole atheism of man's way in this generation. Show us down to us in that unspeakable life philosophy. Over prophets all over, pretending to live by the happiness of gun down. It's all about gun down. It's all around gun down. Live tropical fish come down. That is from uh, one of the acid jazz and soul collections I have. That one is from 2016. Before that, brand Nubian, don't let it get to your head. From Foundation 1998. For that, the organization Smoking Smoky Feeling. Creative Sounds of the organization came out in 1974. Before that, Skull Snaps. I like that. Skull Snaps. It's a new day. From Skull Snaps in 1973. It's their only album, those guys out of New York City. Before that, nice and smooth. No delaying. Some great uh, great samples on that. Uh, there's a ton of them. That's uh, from Nice and Smooth. That came out in 89 on Sleeping Bag Records. One of the last things that uh, Sleeping Bag came out with before they got bought out by whoever. I think it was Profile. Kicking off the set. Ike and Tina Turner. Too much woman 
for a henpecked man. That is from Come Together from 1970. It's a good version of that by uh, The Faces with Rod Stewart. They actually do a pretty pretty decent version of that, but still. I could team the Turner. Pfft, you can't go wrong with that. So in that set, there were a couple of clips from a documentary called All Things Must Pass. And it was uh, a documentary about Tower Records. And it was mm-hmm. made by uh, Tom Hanks' kid. Now, one thing, just to get this out of the way, okay, he crowdfunded it. Okay, Tom Hanks' son crowdfunded this movie. I don't understand why he just couldn't get the money from his dad, but all right. They came maybe out maybe with they the, don't like each other. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't figured that out. But there were some interesting clips from that, but the one that, that really is from this guy, Jim Yuri, okay, was the first clip in that set. And this is a guy who had worked for uh, Sony and Polygram and had been fired and got invited to this party, this Christmas party that, that Russ Solomon throws every year. And the one in New York was huge, okay, because the store at Fourth and Broadway was huge. This guy, you know, you can hear how emotional this guy was recounting the fact that basically Russ Solomon invited this out-of-work guy, guy had been fired, Invited him to the party, took him out to dinner, and offered him a job. You know, when nobody else wanted to talk to the guy. And Russell Solomon passed away a couple of weeks ago. And I worked at Tower Records. It's, you know, I have fond memories of that. And I wrote, uh, I said, I was sad to hear that Russell Solomon, the founder of Tower Records, passed away on Sunday at age 92. You'll like this. He died while sipping whiskey and watching the Oscars. He literally just had a heart attack while that was happening. I said, of all the jobs I've ever had, working at Tower Records on 66 and Broadway was far and away the coolest. Sure, the weekly paycheck was laughable in its meagerness, but the perks for a music junkie like myself were priceless. And the folks I had the privilege of working with, many of whom I remain friends with over 30 years later, were and still are the best. These are some great people. I figured that Millie Walker, who was my original boss, she originally um, ran the uh, the Soul and 12-inch section, and I started working with her in that section, and she went down to, to the 4th Street store, which is where they had originally gotten her from, and I inherited the Soul and 12-inch mm-hmm. section, the second largest record store in the world at the time, in New York City, in the 80s, during the height of the club. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It was... You know, basically we could do anything we wanted back then. All record right. stores mattered. They mattered back then, and Tower Records mattered the most. Unfortunately, Millie Walker passed away uh, several years ago, and I said, I figure that right now Millie Walker is already pushing Ross, or Russ for end rack display space at the great Tower Records in the sky for whatever sleeping bag records just released, and no doubt she'll convince him to let her do Whatever she wants. Because at the end of a very long and richly accomplished day, Russ Solomon loved music almost as much as he loved the people who loved music. No music, no life, baby. So I was really sad to hear about that. But, you know, his his impact on the world of music cannot be overstated. Okay? Tower, I remember Power Records at Fourth and Broadway... Their 45 section, just the 45 section, was larger than any other record store in New York at the time. Just the 45 right. section. It's a four-floor. Literally, they had an elevator 
That's how big this place was. The one in 66 was enormous. Okay? I loved working there. I... The memories I had, the things I, the, we got to do for working there, and, and just, I don't know, just the way in which he, the way in which he ran the company filtered down, okay? Mm-hmm. Everything there came from the top down. There weren't these, uh, you know, they, they hadn't corporatized it at that level. At the store level, it was still cool, All you right. know? We still had a good time, and I'll never be able to thank him and Kenny Altman, still a friend of mine who hired me, you know, mm. for, for that job back then. I am super duper grateful. Time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about, of course. Yes, I do. Yes, it's Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper, any make, any model. I saw this thing floating around Facebook. And basically, there had been an accident. Some guy in uh, an Infinity. Mm-hmm had crashed into somebody else down in Miami. Bumpers hanging off, cars are all over the place, and he's trying to get away now. Still in the car. All right. All right? And the whole thing's on video. Somebody's videotaping the whole thing. He's pulling out, he's pulling out, then he's trying to get away, and people are trying to block him in. Okay? Okay. At one point, he stops. He's, He's blocked in. And a guy in a truck going the other way stops his truck, gets out with a fucking sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. A sledgehammer. And starts bashing it against the windows. Guess what? The windows didn't break. Okay. Yeah. I swear, and the bumper's hanging off the whole thing. This guy, a sledgehammer. I'm not kidding. Like an actual sledgehammer. The guy eventually figures out a way to wiggle through it and drive away. I was like, now there's an ad. That is an ad for Infinity. You know, no matter what's going on, we're going to get you out of it. Accidents, sledgehammers, the Infinity, baby. I thought it would be a great ad. Of course, uh... That's no, you know, you won't need that kind of thing though. At Precision Auto Works, okay, that's the beauty of Dave. Okay, he's not going to sledgehammer you in the wallet. All right, of course you can uh, go to the SoFloRadio.com webpage, mm-hmm. homepage, click on the box that says Tony C. SoFlo Groovathon. It's going to take you right to my page where every show I have ever done is available to be listened to or downloaded for free. Every song on every show is listed. Right above the links, you can see every song I've ever played at the very top of the page. You're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. Click on the link. takes you right to their page. Everything you need to know is right there. Very easy to get to. Right off Atlantic Avenue. Mm. Okay? Right off 95. Take 95 to Atlantic West. First light, you make a left on Andrews. Right on 3rd Street, 60 seconds off the highway. Dave, the entire A.S. E, certified crew, there to do whatever you need, 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It is the place where people who love their cars take their cars. A little hang time, a little hang time there. You know what that means, time for the drive group. Quick note here. You know, the last show we did, right after that, I went and saw the Dixie Dregs live. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I got pictures. I got to go after the show. I got to hang out. Say hello to all of them. Got to say hello to Rod. Thank them all for various things. A couple of weeks later, they were in Washington, D.C., and somebody stole Steve Morse's custom-made acoustic electric guitar. Okay. Stole it. Now, there's a political analogy that it took place in D.C. I'm sure that exists there. I'm not sure if they've gotten it back yet. I have a feeling they won't. 
But it's one of those things. It's like, you know, it's like a work of art in that, you know, you can't publicly display it. You can't go and sell this thing. People are going to know who employs it's, it's It's custom made. It's one of a kind. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made me, I don't know, ashamed for my species, as it were, you know? Okay. Yeah, man, because the show was great. You guys are fantastic. And, uh, you know, if you're out there, okay, give the fucking guitar back. Just bring it into a police station. Put it there like a, you know, like a, bring it into a fire, firehouse, okay? Bring it in a crib so they think it's a kid, and then mm. run away, and they'll find a guitar. Because it is. That's the kind of thing, you know, people were saying, you know, it's really, once you find a guitar like that, that you truly are comfortable with, okay, you know, getting another one, switching to something else is very tough. Now, Steve Morris, Steve Morris, he could fucking, you know, he could play anything and be great. But still, I, I was ashamed of my species for that one. Somebody stole that guitar. It fucking pisses me off. In any event, we got the drive groove coming at you right now on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
There you go. Deep Purple. No, no, no. That is a live version. It's a studio rehearsal from the Beat Club, um, which is, it's a, I guess that's take two. Uh, the song itself was originally on Fireball, which uh, during that stretch of time, man, there's some of the greatest rock and roll I've ever put out. It was like uh, Deep Purple, In Rock, then Fireball, then Machine Head. With that great lineup of uh, Blackmore, Lord, Pace, Gillen, and Glover. For that, Frank Zappa. Live from the Mike Douglas Show in 1976. That is uh, Black Napkins, which was originally on uh, Zoot Allure. And fantastic stuff. And back then, you know, Mike Douglas would have, like, really cool shit like that on his show. And, you know, he just, it's Zappa with the Mike Douglas band. Okay. And he is, you know, people seem to forget what a phenomenal guitar player he was. Because everybody focuses on Steve Vai. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, if you look at uh, Shut Up and Play Your Guitar and Son of Shut Up and Play Your mm-hmm. Guitar, it says uh, all impossible guitar parts done by Steve Vai. <laughs> and that's what's, you right. know, and Zappa's, you know, people just forget how talented he was, not just as a uh, as a composer, but as an actual, you know, as a guitar player, an instrumentalist in general. Before that, this is a uh, the version of the song The Chicken. I think this is like the third time, third different version of this I played. This is from uh, Three Cats Out of Sicily. Matteo Mancuso, Ricardo Oliva, and Salvatore Lima. And basically, they're kids. All they're right. like, they all look like they're, you know, 18, 19, 20, maybe 21. And they're good. These guys are good, man. So, you know, it fills my heart with, uh, with hope that, uh, you know, kids today are going to be continuing to put out some solid music and kicking off the set. Edgar Winter Group Rock and Roll Boogie Woogie Blues. That, of course, from uh, They Only Come Out at Night originally, but that was a live version 
uh, from 72 from the old gray whistle test. And uh, you want to see some great live rock and roll that isn't, you know, they're, they're, they're really playing their instruments. Okay, old gray whistle test. Go back onto YouTube. There are some killer, killer shows from that. All kinds of stuff. Focus was on the old gray whistle test a couple of times. That shit was awesome. They, they like, as if the stuff they did wasn't fast enough already, they actually do Hocus Pocus even faster than on the album. Wow. Yes, and it's incredible. It really is incredible. So, we survived. We survived this Yes, show. we did. Yeah, yeah, we got to the end of it. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> obviously under the weather. You have got this thing going on that's like, you know, on, in your head. Yeah. Okay, so between the two of us, we basically yeah. were scratching and Horrible. clawing. I'm going to totally delete this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something, though. No, no, we're going we're to put the, the audio thing, up. That's the thing, okay? While our chit-chat may have been subpar, the groove. It's always groovy. It's always groovy. It never, you know, yeah. the groove clears the bar. No yeah. matter what else. Yeah. Okay? You got two hours of solid groove there. So, you know, sorry about that. What we're going to do is come back in two weeks, and I promise you, we're going to try and do the exact same thing again. Better. Better. Okay? <laughs> than we did this week. Although, you know, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, we got this stuff out of the way, but still. I'm going to go home and make soup and take a bath and feel better. Oh, yeah. I'm, soak your head. Soak my head. Absolutely. Just stick it in that hot water. I need a hot, hot bath. Epsom salts, I think, would be good. I'm going to get you out of here with a little CCR with Bad Moon Rising, as always, for myself and Los Georges. It is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
high atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.